This is Jay Williams the third. And Wendy Ryland. And you're listening to Eleven O'clock Comics. <laughs> Oof. You thrust that one. That was forceful. I miss you. I kind of feel violated. I like it. Oh, yeah. Violated <laughs> little girly man. I feel like the violator. <laughs> That's some kind of McFarlane reference, right? That's good stuff. <laughs> That's comics right there. <sighs> I know you didn't read it because I didn't see it on your list. Or maybe I did and I glossed over it, but... Can we talk Xerxes next week? <laughs> I've got probably 700 comics on my three pile, and Xerxes is not one of them. <laughs> so you bought comics. the digital. You bought the digital, then. right? I have no, no. I have neither the digital nor the physical copy of Xerxes. You gotta get it. <laughs> it's, it's worth reading. Is it worth reading in the same way that the last Dark Knight was worth reading, or is it worth reading because it's legit? Look, you're, you're you're forcing me to compromise. I'm one of my 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 main men, my hero. I think it's worth reading. Um, right, but is it worth reading in that you're going to gush lovingly about it and we're going to enjoy you gushing, or is it worth reading in that you're going to make us read it and then you're going to force us to tell you that we didn't really like it that much and it's going to bring you down? Yes. Mm. <laughs> Aren't we better off just letting you gush about it? Okay. But I, mean, I, I don't want to be lost. I never read 300. I was going to say, do I need to ha- have everything that's happened up to this point fresh in my mind? It's only five issues. What do you mean? 300. It wasn't that long. I know, but it's been freaking years since I read it. We march. That's all you need to know. Okay. Yeah. We march. But, no, I think it's a step in a better direction for Frank visually. Okay. Um, The... The new shorthand is still there, but it's not as it's not as boiled out as Dark Knight Three. His quote European work in that <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it there there is a little more line work, but it's still fast and loose. Okay, I I thought it was great, but you know. Your mileage and everyone else's mileage probably will will vary. Probs. Probs. Totes adorbs, both of you, with your mm-hmm. wrestling and you're getting all excited. And I wish. When you guys said you wanted to record today, I was going to message you. Huh? I remember when we excited you that way. You do. You always excite me. Who wanted to record on Sunday? This guy. But I was going to send you a message today when you said, hey, you want to do one tonight? I was going to say, nah, the PBA's on. There's, there's, See, there's I, big I, thought, I thought you forgot your Slack login because, you know. No. I, I, I gave you about a dozen pictures of what I thought were cool looking vinyls and I got crickets. Let me, in, let, me let you in on a little secret. Mm-hmm. When you demand it, I'm not going to give it to you. That's <laughs> just how I roll, brother. Ugh. I love you. I thought the pictures were great, and I was going to reply, but you're just like, oh, yeah, Vince, hmm. you're welcome for all the... And I'm just like, all right, he ain't getting it now. Oh, shit. 
my brother. You're a, you're a hard lover. And we are all together now. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 534. And what? I am Vince B. Ooh, you are Vince B. And I'm David A. Price. Indeed you are, and I'm Songi in Paradise. No, <laughs> did you buy it? No, did you? No. Dude, it hurts my heart that he laughed. It hurts my heart so much. <laughs> All I want, I want two things from Gary Panner. Just, they're very, very small things. I want him to follow me on the friggin' Facebooks. Why won't he follow me? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and I just want him to come on. Maybe he doesn't want to be the equivalent of a um, an, an aural um, reach around because that's what I would do. I would be just like, you're so great. Yeah. You're just amazing. Well, I tried. I know, but it, it just makes me weep. When I saw the picture of him, I was like, oh, I can't have that. I can never have that. Dude looks like he's never eaten a carb in his life. He's awesome. He's lean. Very lean. Yeah. I love Sinewy. him. But no, you're not Gary Panter, unfortunately. I love you more than Gary Panter. Yes. Not cool. No, it's very true. <laughs> at, at this point, yes, I think so. Right. Uh, but no, you're not Gary Panter. You're Jason Wood, everybody. What? Big hugs to everyone who uh, had a had a great time at the C2E2. We were living vicariously through your images, mm-hmm. and they were awesome. Mad jealous. Uh, yeah, it was. It was it made me super hyped for con season, though. Yes. And you're just like, you're such a dick. You're just like, all right, the opening the opening act is done. Let's get on to the main show. Hey, gotta That's keep right. Got to keep it 100. So funny. It did seem, though, like they had a particularly fun time that evening that uh, Chris and his lovely lady hosted everybody at his house. It seemed yeah. like it was, it was quite a good time. How about that? Hafferman was there? Like, it was an all-star lineup. Yeah. Wish Dude, I... it was a, the CTE2 ran deep this year. Jason Farrell went to C2E2. I know. That's crazy. I would have loved to have met both Robert and Jason and, and everybody that I've never met before. Give him a big hug. Caleb? Mm-hmm. Yes, Caleb. Um, and But no, it was not to be this year. Maybe next year. And Tank? Yes. Yep. Don Cardenas and all them guys and, and, mm-hmm. and Bob Gard. The Ford was... twins celebrating their birthday. Andy was there. Awesome Andy Jewett. He was. Carlo Escada joined I up know. with the crew. Yes. Man, we should go next year. I haven't Maybe. seen Wendy in so long. I would just love to be with these well, people again. Will, Dig you, Jordan. You, you will see Wendy at Heroes. Awesome. She is coming. Uh, Tom Kelly's coming. Um, you know what really surprised uh, me? Dave Wachter messaged me uh, before C2E2 and said, Hey, brother, you coming to C2E2? And I said, mm, Unfortunately not. And he's like, oh, great. Now I have to tell my wife you, you, you disappointed her. I'm like, wait, what? Wow. What? <laughs> it seemed like they had a killer um, artist alley this year as well. Not that they don't, right. I mean, often, but it seemed like it was very good this year. All right, let's make a deal. Let's, let's go next year. I'm, I'm, I'm open to it, especially because it'll have been three years by then. And I think yeah. that's a nice, anything longer, and it starts feeling like we're abandoning, abandoning it. Right. But we the question is, and this is a tough one because you're you're still on the heroes honeymoon from last year. Would you be okay with skipping heroes? No, 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 no. <laughs> He's more apt to, to to skip New York than oh, heroes. Oh yeah, yeah. I would yeah. Je- I would jettison New York over heroes in a second, in a well, hot I'm minute. You. I'm I'm with you. Uh, well, listen, let's you know what. 
The people have spoken. Let's let's we've get, given we'll give ourselves a year. Let's say we're going to go to C two E two next year. Okay. Why don't uh, do you really? Is that in exchange for New York, or we're going to no, do all three? No, it doesn't have to be in exchange for New York. It's it's usually for me in exchange for one or or, or heroes, just because they're relatively close together. But but um, but no, we can make it happen. All right. We driving? Now I forget. Dap was the last time we went C two E two. Was that the first year you and I went to Heroes, or was that? Because we haven't missed Heroes since we started going, right? No, we. I think we missed Heroes the last time we went to C2E2. We did, okay. Yeah. So we, we, this will be our third of four years for Heroes. And you got a yes. raw deal on that, okay. but whatever. Um, I, I asked, are we driving or are we going to fly? To where? To C2E2. Chicago? C2E2, yeah. Oh, we could drive there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> I don't know. Much. That'd be so much damn <laughs> fun, man. I mean, if it's like this year with the goddamn snow and shit, we'll have to we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe, we told maybe, you. I don't know. We have to rent some like classic car or something. Do it, Jerry Seinfeld, Cars, Coffee, and Comedian style. Yes. Comedian's oh, Cars, Comedian, Coffee. Yeah, we'll get a Gremlin show. and shit. That'd be awesome. We should get like a El Camino or something, or a Big Daddy Roth car. That'd have you awesome. seen this uh, Taco Bell naked egg taco? Yes, I have it not in person, but yeah, I've seen the commercial. I've I've TV on mute on mute in the background, and it just yeah. caught my eye. I'm like, wait, they're making a taco out of an egg now? Yeah, a uh, uh, egg, a <laughs> uh, egg, a uh, uh, egg, <laughs> an egg, whatever. Dick. <laughs> oh my god, a <laughs> uh, egg or two. So cute, Jason. What are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Vince. Uh, I'm drinking coffee. Ooh, wow. From where? Someone is tired. From my house. Oh, nice. This my daughter. So, bitches. I uh, I have an espresso machine that I. You use. pinky out. No, I have coffee, and then I have pumple mousse after that. What? Pumple mousse. Pink grapefruit seltzer. Hmm. Pumple mousse is another name for pink grapefruit. Okay. Is that Lacroix or something else. It's Lacroix. Yeah. It is okay. Mm-hmm. My daughter got me a French press for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yes, love it. It sucks. The grain, Wait, the grains get around the 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 plunger. Ooh, Wait, sounds I, like she got you a jank one. She did. She got oh, me like know. a I, dude. Please, I uh, and it's terrible. And I, I I finally had to tell her because I was wincing through cups of coffee because of the grains. And I just said, I love you, but I can't use this anymore. It's uh, just how, busted. How fine are you grinding the beans? You're assuming that I'm grinding my own coffee. Oh, Lord. That's cute. And That's cute. What are you using? Are you just like grabbing Folgers I'm or using. Allison? I'm using uh, in the bag. The, oh, the no. freaking oh, Starbucks no. in the bag. Oh, I got to. Oh, God. We'll talk after. I, gotta, I don't I gotta have a teach grinder. Teach you how to grind shit? Oh, I, I know how to grind. No, but they need to, you can't use what you would use in a drip because that's what's coming through the mesh. You have to, they have to be bigger chunks than than oh i didn't know that do they make do they make french press coffee already ground for you and shit they really shouldn't because you you, you're losing that freshness as soon as the bean is ground it's it's degrading so that that's why you grind it and then throw it in the french press and then boil that water and it's it's all it's all a whole process it's very zen like it's amazing when it's done right but you need to make sure those grinds are just perfect for a french press for the record i'm not drinking coffee for the taste I'm drinking it for just, the caffeine kick. Yes, just like yes, just like you don't eat food for the, the it, it's, unless I know, it's I know. unless it's bean curd. I eat tofu for the taste. 
I love freaking tofu. I'll 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 send you some I'll send you some info on the All on right. the ground. All right, but what do you drink? Oh, Jason is drinking the the garbanzo. Mm-hmm. Dap, what are you drinking? Uh, I I went a little overboard last night, and I am and I and I was up later than I wanted to be last night. So in order to stay, uh, or to be different and and be witty tonight and try to stay on, I am enjoying some Canada Dry Mandarin Orange Sparkling Seltzer Water. Ladies, wow. wow, ladies and gentlemen, I have the distinct pleasure of being the only one drinking the alcohol this week. What about is going time. on? About time. Well, um, it's not a lot. It's the remnants of my augment Cabernet Sauvignon from uh, the beautiful Caleb Alexander McKenzie. I have a little bit left, just a glass, but that's all. A little something, something. It'll get you through the episode. Apparently, it makes me talkative. So. Yes, I, I finished my Imperial Stouts that Caleb sent me yesterday during the seven-hour marathon that was WrestleMania. As it limped across the finish line. That presumes it ever got out of the starting gate, but... Mm. Uh, maybe a couple minutes here and there, but so we're not here to talk. No way Jose is... Uh, the, he, he, he got all the... Uh, the, um, the Adam Rose the, Adam Rose out of people out of employment, unemployment. Wow. I was like, why is Gil on my TV? Oh, snap. And do you Jesus. know who gives... <laughs> <laughs> Who gets the three count on all other comic book stores? (laughs) Discount comic book service. One, two, three. It's over. There's no reason to go anywhere else because DCBService.com slaughters the competition with the absolute rock bottom discounts on your favorite funny books and collectibles, such as this is a carryover from last week because it's extra awesome and everyone should be ordering it from Marvel. It is Avengers No Surrender. It contains, it's a hardcover. It contains Avengers 675 to 690. When the Earth is stolen, it triggers the end of an era for its mightiest heroes. The sky burns while mysterious cosmic objects crash down from above, wreaking havoc across the world. The Avengers are the last line of defense against the forces threatening to tear their planet apart, including Thanos' Black Order and the new Lethal Legion. My goodness. So it's time to assemble the... Uh, so it's time to assemble like never before the teams you know and love from Avengers, Uncanny Avengers, U.S. Avengers, and Occupy Avengers come together to face a mysterious threat beyond any they've ever known in a truly epic adventure. You need this. You need it. You uh, need it. It's $50 cover price, but you are extra, extra smart and will get it for $25. That's half off. From the Dark Horse, it's Manga Month in the previews. And uh, Dark Horse is offering up a goodie from writer-artist Hiroya Oku. This is the Gantz Omnibus One. 600 pages. It collects Gantz Volumes 1 to 3. And the cover price is not unreasonable for three volumes. It's twenty four ninety nine, but... You know what I'm going to say. You're smart. You know where to go for rock-bottom prices on your comics and graphic novels. It's $12.49 for 600 pages of beautiful Hiroya Oku art and story. 
Now, Gantz gets pretty muddy. There are very there are different branches of the Gantz storyline. There's the manga. There's the the anime. There's the animated movies, and the tendrils of the narrative. Sometimes, well, not more often than not, they don't intersect. But the premise is the same. The big black orb is uh, calling the shots, and these uh, these teens need to escape the afterlife and get back into the land of the living. And how can you do that? Win the game. Bada-bum. Uh, from last but not least, and when I say last, I have a question uh, because apparently this is the last League of Extraordinary Gentlemen story from uh, IDW and Top Shelf. It's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest, number one, by Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill. Now, I don't know if this was just a poorly written solicit, but it makes me think that, well, it implies that this may be the last work Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill ever do. And I'm not talking just leak. I'm talking the last work because it says, after an epic 20-year journey through the entirety of human culture, Alan Moore and Kevin O'Neill conclude both their legendary League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and their equally legendary comic book careers with the series' spectacular fourth and final volume, The Tempest. What? They're not doing comics after this? I find that very hard to believe. Maybe they mean together? Well, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's a badly written solicit because it says mm-hmm. they're equally legendary careers. Um, whatever. Uh, mm. Cover price on this is four ninety nine. No surprise. Your price... Super smart people, $2.49. Boys pants, half off. You cannot get comics cheaper. Go to dcbservice.com. They get your books delivered right to your door for a fraction of what you're going to pay anywhere else. Do it. They're the best. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, um, I think we all agree we had a great chat last week with J.H. Williams and his wife. Certainly did. And I wanted to remind people that we are running a little bit of a contest in conjunction with that. So we're going to give away 10 copies of Where We Live. And in order to qualify for one of those copies, you need to pimp Where We Live, either by providing the uh, solicit from Diamond or the image link or uh, really any any way you want, but, but calling attention to it, uh, on the Twitters or the Facebooks or the Instagrams. And uh, Tumblr, either, not Tumblr, okay. uh, and either CC us uh, on the post or, um, you know, send us some kind of notification with proof of the post and we will add your name to the running tally. And then when the book um, hits the stands at the end of May, we will take that list and we will, of course, uh, pick the 10 winners. But you, you do need to do it sooner rather than later, because the key here is that uh, the final order cutoff is a week from today. So. The uh, it's it's great to pimp it after that, but but ultimately, if you really want to get more people to buy the thing, uh, you should be doing so now. So if you're listening to this and you haven't shouted it out on the on the the social medias, um, please do. You need to strike while the iron is hot, people. Indeed. Yeah. Don't don't be like me and wait. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about them. Their comics. Them Dare Comics. Yeah. What do we have? Um, 
So I forget, did we talk? I think we collectively discussed the first issue of Retcon on the show, did we not? We did, yeah. We did. We did. And I, I, I can't, re- I, I must have been turnt that night because I don't remember if you were. what you guys thought of it. I loved it. I think Dap enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. Did you all end up catching uh, finishing the, the 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 arc? No, uh, I have them. I have not finished it yet. Yeah, okay. Same. I got them on my stack, but I, I haven't read okay. past issue one. Okay. Um, this really is going to be a short show tonight. Um, I uh, I read uh, this four issues. It's a four issue arc, so it's it's not um, it's not an onerous um, situation. I, I read them. Um, I reread issue one because it had been a minute, and read the. Two, three, four. The volume is is titled uh, "Reverse Engineered," and um, I, I checked. I pr- I'm presuming, based on the way the book ended and really the premise of the book, we're going to be getting more. I hope, uh, although I don't know that we've officially seen a solicit for the Mm-mm. for the n- next one. I do hope it, I, and I don't know if you know. Probably sales have something to do with it, so I do sincerely hope uh, it's sold well enough to get a second arc. Because I'll be bummed if. Five years from now, this is a trivia question where someone's like, oh, what's a series that uh, never never finished? And I have to talk about this one because it hasn't finished, certainly. Um, huge cliffhangers at the end of the book, which I'll try and be vague about since you two uh, haven't finished it. Um, but let me just say you should finish it with quickness because it's excellent. Um, I was trying to find a way to describe Toby Severus's art to the listeners who may not know, um, and I'm struggling. So, Vince, you're very, very good at the... Uh, at the artistic elocution. So how would you describe Cypress's work? I believe the last time we talked about this, I said Paul Pope by way of Jim Mahfoud. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's very good. Um, and really this, um, in, in the first issue, which we, which we did discuss, we were met, we're introduced to this, to the concept, which is that there was a team of paranormal government operatives, um, they were sort of like a suicide squad or a BPRD worked for the government. Their job was to investigate paranormal things that most people didn't believe existed. Um, in the first issue, we are um, presented with one of the former members who's older now, and he's in a self-help group, essentially bragging or confessing or what have you about the existence of this group and his role in it. And one of the, the newer government operatives has been four months on the job is there spying on him. And he's been planted to essentially, uh, negate the uh, guy for for blowing the secrets. Um, the the guy's a werebear. The the the, the older member's a werebear, and uh, he morphs and, and attacks when he realizes they're what they're up to. Um, but the 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 young the young operative is is the the protagonist of the series. And frankly, even though he's there to take out the older operative, um, it's pretty clear that he's not he's not what the government's looking for. This this this. This younger dude is is um, he's basically been pulled into this group because he got into some legal issues and he's not a soldier and he doesn't believe in he doesn't believe in the idea of eliminating these older operatives simply because they're security risks and uh, essentially goes rogue almost immediately. Um, and he has powers essentially like those of Darwin from the uh, X-Men fame, one of the uh, infamous one of the infamous five who uh, who were supposed to be the first people to go to Krakoa. Um Basically, he, he just he, he morphs into whatever he needs to to survive. Um, but unlike Darwin, who's a mutant, uh, this guy's powers are um, imbued in him by a captive demon. So the demon essentially does whatever it needs to to protect its host. So no matter what happens, whether it be a bomb going off or getting dropped out of a plane or 
you know, burned alive, whatever, whatever, whatever fate it befalls him, the demon is powerful enough to manifest uh, something that, uh, whether it be a power or a physical change, to protect uh, his host. And um, and he he pretty much is the hero of this arc. And through him, we are introduced to a number of protagonists. And I'm, I'm trying to be vague here because I don't want to spoil it for y'all. Where we we in the first issue were given hints of what's going on, but but in the in the second, we really understand the, the broader tapestry. Um, why what the bigger picture is here? We're introduced to the to the chief antagonist, who I think visually, Vince, you'll love. Um, picture picture um, the. The, the 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 techno virus like like warlock from the X Men picture that only instead of yellow and black energy it's it's more like red and black combined with Cthulhu like picture mm-hmm. that you've kind of got a it's basically a, a a an arcane primordial evil force but because it's modern times rather than manifesting in a in a uh, like an organic demonic state, it, it manifests in a technological state. Um, but 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 very cool. Um, essentially, this thing has a purpose, um, which uh, which we do find out. It's a relatively straightforward purpose. Um, and and in essence, what what the book is about, and, and why I want there to be more of it, is the the title retcon gives it away. I mean, Matt Nixon, the writer, is essentially challenging the very idea that is so common in comic book storytelling, which is that the redo, right? I mean, we talk about it all the time. The big two do do the big multi-year reboots, but lots of comics do softer reboots all the time, you know, trying to reset characters when a new writer takes over or bringing them back from the dead or what have you. And that's what this book's really about. It's about this idea of what if the very nature of the existential threat to the world required them to essentially retcon reality every time they they failed at the mission to stop it and that's where we are we are nine we are nine retcons in in this arc so the the arc we're reading is the ninth time they've essentially had to do something i won't say what they have to do that allows them to go back in time and try again but when they go back in time isn't ultimately under their control and uh it's driven by uh again the they have to do something to allow for the reboot and um, again, I'm not going to say what it is, but but the act itself is what allows them to use magic to reboot. But the there's another component of what they do based on the uh, the level of inert power of the thing that they're doing it to. And I know this just sounds kind of weird because uh, and and based on that is how far back they can go. So sometimes they've only been able to go back a few weeks, other times months. Uh, and based on what we get in this arc we're led to believe, although we won't find out unless we, if we ever get a volume two, that now they're probably going to get to go back to like many, many years, if not decades. Um, but uh, it's awesome. I mean, uh, it's just crazy and wacky. And, uh, there's a, there's a, there's a, a creature that's, um, looks a lot like, well, he calls himself Bigfoot, but he looks like a, a an oversized Yeti. Um, but he's essentially Nixon and Toby's version of, of, of the man thing. Because he's 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 in this this little pocket uh, jungle type of a realm, and he can essentially control. Uh, it's 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 somewhat of a play on the nexus of realities, kind mm, of. I mean, nice. it's not exactly the same, but it's that same kind of idea of like he's connected to nature, and 
and uh, and and he can commune with it, and and as a result, he can nature helps him do things. Um, like I said, there's 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 lycanthropy. There are uh, there's a, a a badass dark witch. There's a um, a red Sonia esque barbarian, like immortal female barbarian. Um, there's the everyman in the form of a of a detective um, who is a uh, detective Cage. He's just he's just a uh, just a regular guy, but he's kind of the uh, the everyman, you know, um, of the book to kind of ground you to it. Um, just a fun cast of characters, and and Toby uh, has a field day. I mean, this is this is a great platform for him because his art is is not all that particularly realistic, so he gets to have a lot of fun. And probably the coolest thing is that our protagonist is, is all tatted up, and. Uh, and, and what's really fucked up is is we find out that that he was tatted up as a baby, as a newborn baby, nice because cool. uh, because basically he we know again from from the we know him as an adult that he's essentially like a morph like I said, but he was born that way because he had the demon in him, and he ends up uh, killing his father as a baby be, when his father goes to hug him he manifests like black blades out of his hands like like ebony blades and, and slices his father to pieces. Love it. So because he's because he's a demon, so uh, so this this witch, this protector of all things, pops in and 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 brands the baby with a, a mystical tattoo ink gun. This intricate um, symbology. It's uh, kind of like a circle with a triangle, and then it's got like six six six, but written in kind of where the sixes are inverted, and 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 puts that on the baby, and then explains that it's mystical, and over time that that tattoo will grow and change and manifest itself as a, as a way to bond the demon with the host, uh, and make them equal. Um, and so now we see as an adult in the book, we see he's, I mean, he's just completely covered in tattoos. So, uh, it's very cool concept. You know, it's, it's just, it's an unusual book. Uh, anyone that is a fan of, uh, of BPRD or any of the dark horse Mignolaverse stuff, totally right up your alley. Uh, if you were a fan of things like proof back when, uh, when that was being done, uh, also, right up your alley. Um, fun stuff. I, I hope. I sincerely hope it, it's it was commercially successful enough to to get another volume at some point because uh, I'd like to see the, the tenth attempt. Now, do you think uh, Gravediggers Union has any uh, impact on on Redcon because that's Toby Cypress too? Yeah, that's true. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. You're right. Yeah. So he could yeah, be just have. abandoning, not abandoning, but putting this on hold for the, what I'm assuming is a, a, a higher selling book. Well, you think I, it probably since Gravediggers is written by Wes Craig and now deadly class is, is back on a somewhat of a schedule because, because the arc is resumed. Um, it might just be a mutual timeout so this way Wes can work on deadly class while writing some scripts and toby can work on um maybe some more retcon while waiting for those grave digger scripts to come Could in be. i hope so i mean yeah. i did do a little google sleuthing before just to check and i've seen nary a mention of volume two so my guess is if we are getting it it's it's probably going to be a minute and you're right vincent maybe it does have something to do with if grave diggers union is successful and takes off i I don't know um toby usually goes to heroes so if if he's there we can ask him yeah we'll hit him up sure Mm -hmm. i don't believe that changing the the past is possible 
I, I, I will not like this book. No, yes, I will like the book because I, suspension of disbelief. I, I can put whatever I believe on hold just for the sake of the story. But doesn't it make sense that, okay, you're, you're going into the past to change it, but the events that happened after that incident of which you desire to change have already happened as well. So I think it's more along the lines of you can go back in time and change it, but you won't change time. You'll just create a branch of reality. Right, right. That, you know, which that, sure. that makes more sense. But yeah. Which is on. the Kang. That's the Kang mode. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I'm with that. Yeah. And then that, would it be cool? I, I don't think anybody has ever done this in comics before is to fashion a storyline where the protagonists do go back in time, change it, and then we see both narratives at the same time. Like the the original timeline plays out and the divergent timeline plays out. And, and the end of the series would have basically two endings. I think that would be neat. I just gave Absolutely. somebody a freebie. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Mm-hmm. I read something awesome. Of course you did. Super awesome. But I'm I'm going to throw caution to the wind and say neither of you will read it. Or even if you did, you probably would enjoy it. Um, I'm just guessing. Now, before I get into it, I have to preface whatever I'm going to say with the fact that I am a complete. Oops. I'm a complete Philip Tan mark. I love Philip Tan's work. You are. I'm, you do. I, to the point where I cannot um, objectively assess the uh, aesthetics. I just adore mm-hmm. his work. I, I, he, the man has never laid a, a bad line down, as far as I'm concerned. Um, probably because Philip Tan had a couple of awesome stretches on Spawn. Not only uh, Spawn, but Godslayer. Spawn Godslayer, mm-hmm. which I love that book so and i know that you do love him and i think it is definitely on the surprising end of the spectrum that you love him because i feel as though he's often the kind of artist that you typically don't care for in that he's so precise and tight i think you may be confusing philip tan with billy tan yeah, Billy Tan. Billy Tan's a lot more realistic than Philip. Philip is, and I think a bit more stiff too. Yeah, he, uh, Philip's very gestural and a lot of kinetic mark making, and his figures are his figure drawing is not um, entirely realistic. Mm-hmm. He, his his especially his facial facial features. He likes to somewhat distort. Um, the features, but the book I read was illustrated and co-created by Philip Tan with Justin Jordan. Uh, it's called The Curse of Brimstone, and it's one of them their New Age of Heroes DC books mm-hmm. with, with with the fold out cover. Um, Justin Jordan did the dialogue, and the color art is by Rain Beredo. The reason why I had to preface what I was about to say with the fact that Philip Tan worked on Spawn, um, Brimstone is not too far removed from Spawn. 
-hmm. fact, it's it it's very similar to Spawn. Uh, it's it's like the redneck Spawn. Um, <laughs> Joe Chamberlain, young kid, um, has you know he lives in a, a a town called York Hills. York Hills used to be all hustle and bustle and, and coming up because first they had the coal industry bringing people in and making jobs and money was being exchanged and then the factories moved in and more people were employed and, and everything was great and then the coal went away and the factories closed and um, York Hills is, is in Joe's eyes a trap. You are born there. You try and find work unsuccessfully there and you will eventually die there nobody uh in his mind leaves your kills because i mean if you wanted to get a job you have to have a vehicle vehicles cost money gas costs money in order to get a job you have to travel outside of the city to get it and it's like a catch-22 you can't get a job because you don't have a car and you can't get a car because you don't have a job um so joe's driving this beaten down uh ford truck and um he has a sister named Annie who uh, works double shifts as a waitress just to bring in some kind of money because Annie is, is going to college. She, she's gonna, going for a nursing degree. Uh, the senior Chamberlain, daddy, got hurt at work. So he's on disability. Money's very, very tight. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of bright and shiny things in the, in the Chamberlain residence. Um, but Joe loves his sister and he wants to see his sister who he thinks is, you know, the one chance. If someone's going to get out of, of your kills, it's going to be Annie because she's smart and she's hardworking and she's going to be a nurse and she's going to get out of here. Screw me and dad. We're, we're done for. But I want to see Annie get out of here. And, um, so like I said, money's very tight, but, um, the elder Chamberlain seems to have a soft spot for his buddies because, uh, a friend comes to him and, and needed some kind of money and, and Joe gave it to him, but this friend ended up getting hurt on the job. So now that he'll never see that money again. And, and it's just one thing after another, the truck that Joe drives around barely makes it to where he's going. He had a job interview and he almost freaking blew it because the, the, the truck is just, um, licking a promise. It's held together by, you know, hope. And, um, so, not looking too good for the Chamberlain uh, family. But enter this mysterious, well-dressed, uh, silky-tongued devil. Uh, it's a man, but it's a devil. and um, Or the devil. It's not explicitly stated whether it was uh, a minor or the major dude. But um, he offers Joe a chance. I'll give you everything you want. But you just, all you got to do is just shake my hand. And Joe's like, okay, you know, if I get my sister Annie on here, I will shake mm -hmm. your damn hand. And he shakes his hand, and he's infused with the power of brimstone, which looks a lot like Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought it was great, um, probably because, like I said, Philip Tan is my boo. I love his artwork. And it's it's everything that... I experienced on his spawn run. Uh, the 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 demons and the, when when young Joe shakes his hand, the the uh, the man in the in the 
the suit gets this eerie freaking mask on. It's 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 very. Um, it looks like a ritual mask, like uh, uh, something out of a a, a Hammer film. And um, f- there's a beautiful, beautiful double page spread where the the panels seem to slide off the page, and it's just fire and and burning and screaming and figures lit from within and it but i mean i'll be honest if if you are not a fan of of spawn this book probably mm-hmm. won't do anything for you because it's the same setup right it's in al wanted to, to you know with wanda and and so he made the pact with the with uh Malbol- with the devil malbolgian and and so this is the same thing joe wants out uh, wants to to save his sister's future, and he makes a a deal with the devil. Now he didn't know it was the devil. I mean, he smelled something fishy, but it's still pretty much the same premise, right? Same but different. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't see any chains yet, but uh, he's brimstone, spiky, and burning, and clawful, and everything cool that <laughs> that I love, right? But uh, there are other things in this book. There's a hound that uh, the the devil lets loose, and it and it kills the uh, the local uh, one of the, one of the local police officers with which Joe has had multiple run-ins. And when it kills him, it uh, it it freezes him. He he's either a a crystalline. Um, there there are spiky crystalline type things coming out of him. Now he may have turned him into crystal or may have frozen him which um is very cool because like um is often said hell is 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 ice not fire so i just i loved it i think it's great the 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 main characters joe and annie are are drawn they're gingers by the way so they have no soul um they're, they're drawn extremely well everything in this town is dirty there's there's crap on the walls and on the floors. It's just it's it's a beautiful book that um, you know will not require a lot of brain power on your part. Justin mm. Jordan did a great job. The dialogue is very realistic and very um, you you could tell that Joe loves his sister and and she loves him and um, it woof it's great. So and it's I my dog. it's only two ninety nine. Now for how long I don't know. Because I heard a rumor that um, you know things may change, but uh, at least up until the issue that was recently solicited in previews, issue three, I believe, these new Age of Heroes books are still two ninety nine. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, uh, it's a it's a a big ten for me. Curse of Brimstone, loved it. That's great. Seems like we collectively are enjoying these new Age of Heroes books that we're reading. There's not many yes. I'm not getting. I I looked at my my order form, and I love to use the pull list on on DCBService.com. I am ordering, I think, at least five of these books. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the new How challengers. Oh, I I don't know. Well, I I can look in the terrific. back of this. There's like eight, I think. I think yeah. There's eight. Huh, okay. I didn't realize there were that many. I'm loving them. So, all right, well, Silencer or Chalmage Join? Yeah. Yeah, damage, damage is in 
a pass for all of us, right? No, I started yeah. ordering it with the one that's in previews now because Swamp Thing makes an appearance. Okay, sideways. Just getting the one issue. Yeah, I'm not getting sideways. Haven't haven't read that one. We're all loving the terrifics. Yep. Um, the Immortal Men. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I haven't read that, but I'm has it come out yet? I, I no, no, I did order it. So yeah, okay, not, so not I yet. did order that. Brimstone, I didn't order, but I think I will read it uh, now that you've recommended it. Uh-oh. The new Challengers is a definite for to try. Yep. And the unexpected of Ryan Sook's joint, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Look, I'm looking at this list. The only one I'm not getting is sideways. For that's, me, it's it's sideways and damage. That's crazy that these books seem to be clicking with us. And it's uh, so clever that they have the cartoonist on the top of the credits on everyone. Yeah. That's by design, right? That's yes. the whole that's the whole yeah. shtick, right? That it's, yeah. 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 Visual medium, I get it, but um, I'm. I guess maybe in this respect, I'm a traditionalist. I want to see the writer first, hmm. uh, because no matter how beautiful the art is, if it's written by, say, I don't know, pull somebody we don't like out of our butts, um, Charles Sewell. If it's written hmm. by him, I'm not going to get it. Truth, which is not true, because I I, I like curse words. So I just use that as an example because you don't find his stuff all that great. I have trouble connecting to it, but I have to be. Pl- I have to play fair. He he is a very prolific writer uh, the last sure. few years. I mean, mm. he he probably writes what four or five books on the regular each month. So it, it is quite possible that I just got a bad taste in my mouth, mainly from what he was doing to Wolverine, um, and he certainly. I don't know how many comics he's written at this point, but it's got to be in the hundreds, right? I would guess, point. yeah. Yeah, and I've probably read two dozen of his books, so I so it's quite possible that I'm giving him a bad rap. I, I don't know. But yes, you're right. I have not connected with his stuff, tr- typically. Yeah. Curse Words is pretty damn good. I like it. Well, it has something going for it that, that can, help me su- can help supersede... Right. The fact that I don't connect with Charles, which is that it's Mr. Browning. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. So. That guy's pretty damn good. He is. He is. All right. So, yes. Yeah, what, what's, what's got on. you hot and bothered? What, what'd you, what, what floated your boat this week? We talked to You. Dap. I said Dap. Oh, I didn't hear Dap. Ah. Uh, must have been Vince and I talking over each other. <laughs> wasn't Vince. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Just Jason talking over himself. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Is that even possible? Um, <laughs> anything's possible. I thought we've established it a long time ago. I see. I kind of want to. Mm, I don't. I, I. I don't really want to bring the room down with this. Uh, oh, bring it down! It, it, Come on. No, because I don't want I, I I don't I don't want my boost to be upset with me. So I will. Instead... No, no, no. Now you have to. You yeah, have now to you know. got to. Now <laughs> you just now you've now you're pot committed, as they say in poker. Um, I decided to read uh, something before I sat down to watch this new movie that is based 
on it. Um, so I sat down with I Kill Giants. <gasps> Damn, you're going to lose a friend, I think. Dude, if you didn't like this, you're going to lose a lot of listeners. We're going to lose <laughs> listeners, just for the record. That's <laughs> so why I said what I your, said. Your commentary. No, we got to keep it real. Oof. And so there are things know. that there, some no. things are sacred. No, 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 no. That's bullshit. There are things. And, and go ahead. There are things there are that there is not one work that is universally beloved. There's somebody out there who doesn't like Watchmen. I don't know where. That's true. But Daryl. Daryl doesn't care for it. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is how the universe works. I want to hear why he doesn't like this. Why? It's that I okay. It's I I appreciate it. I understand why people feel the way they do about it. Uh, I do feel like it's a very personal work, and I I like I like Kelly's story. I don't think the art worked with it, and I like the style, just for this particular story because it's as as quirky and um creative as it is initially because it is such a uh serious story towards the end um visually it wasn't connecting with me and and i completely like i said i i, I get why i mean we've all You're going away. Single. Am I going The comic gods are, 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 See, are, are muting so, him. Good night, everybody. No. Uh, you get you get why, and that's where we lost you. Yes. I I get why so many people... Why, why this affects people. I Cancer... Uh, spoilers. Cancer affects every one of us. That's... And, and it's... I know that depending on who you are, where you are, when you are, when you read this, it's going to hit you, connect with you in, in some way, shape, or form. And that is that is fantastic. I think it's a great story for, for, for you to come to come to terms with something. Um, as I was reading it, I, I, I was thinking that this is this is probably and not that I've ever had any uh, a loved one go through with it to this extreme. I I probably felt a similar way when I read The Crow. And and that that hit me hard. And and for and someone's probably gonna read The Crow and be like, all right, you know, that that, that that's a cool goth revenge story, whatever. And I I just I wanted to I don't know what I was expecting when I cracked open the book and and was along for the ride, but when I finished it, I it I wasn't the wind wasn't knocked out of me. I wasn't knocked on my ass. I could kind of see where it was going, and and I I just I'm glad I read it, but I just I I'm not on the same level well the comic gods hate you right now 
<laughs> they really do. Because you are breaking up all over the place. You just keep... uh, I already restarted. I don't know what to tell you. I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'm done for the night. You're not done for the night. I don't know. No, no I don't know what, dude. If you can't fucking hear me, why am I gonna bother? Wow. Well, don't we heard, get so this was, it was, we heard it was you great, up. In, you know, well, we I heard think, you up to the point where you said uh, you you just didn't. It didn't. You're not. It's not on the same level for you. Right. Okay. Well, listen. Okay. Well, Vince, have you? I don't even know that you've read this. Have you, Vince? I have not. No. Okay. So, um, and. We know where I stand on it from a few weeks ago, but um, I will say that um, certainly I'll, I'll take your points. Your, your point about Ken, J.M. Ken, J.M. Ken Nimura, his art is certainly distinctive. It is a very loose manga style. Um, and I have no issue, nor do I think anyone that loves the book saying that, that the visuals didn't connect with you only because it's a very distinct style and lords know uh when we all we've all had moments where we've read comics and uh just certain certain visual aesthetics don't pull us in uh, there's nothing inherently right or wrong about that um you know we've talked in the past about how i used to say to vince that you know guys like i didn't understand guys like you know panther or what have you or, or bag um but and my, my aesthetic or my view on some things has changed over the years. So I'd like to, um, and I still maintain that I'd like to read some of their stuff, um, and talk about it on the show at some point, because it'd be fun to, uh, to, to take a look at it now with a, a different, different lease on life. So I don't have an issue with you, you not connecting with the visuals. Um, I mean, I, I'm certainly on the other side of that, but, but, um, but let me ask you the, the other part of what you said, which is that, uh, you know, we've, we've known each other a long time and it seems like we also all have these little peccadillos when it comes to, uh, to things that are hard for us to really connect to. And, um, for you, you generally, I find have a very hard time rooting for or connecting with petulant adolescence. Sure. Yeah. So, so I guess my, my question is, so what I'm, what I'm getting at is, do you think that the fact that the protagonist of the book is a troubled angry, um, disrespectful teen, uh, even though it's in the book, it makes perfect sense that she would be yeah. that way. But, yeah. but do you think that because that's the kind of like you, 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 you give two, sh- like you give two fucks about like teenage kids in like the real world. Cause you find, <laughs> like, so do you think that that was a, a part of you not connecting with it? Say the way that like many of us are, you know, a, seemingly a majority of readers did. Um, early on, Probably I, I, but again, I, yes, if, if, if this was, if we had really no, no insight to what, um, she was going through, I would have had a serious issue early on. I, I was like, okay, so this is the type of character this is. Okay, cool. Whatever. But once, once you understand the family dynamic, what else is going on in her life, um, why it would seem like maybe she's retreating, but you know, what, what actually is real in, in this world. Um, I, I, I did not dislike Barbara by the time I ended, but by, by the time the story finished it, it, in the beginning, absolutely. I was like, oh, okay. And I see where we're going with this, 
but it all made sense at the end and 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 for that i give i give kelly major props um i i like sophia um i i i i did like the characters there wasn't anything really um annoying it just it was i think i and i i tried not to um believe the hype and and i i i try to judge everything and 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 read it on my terms as it is without wondering if i'm going to go along with the crowd or 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 just Mm -hmm. and and it this was just it i think i don't and and what's weird is i see i see so many so many comments, so many people who have read it or just have seen the movie and they're like, wow, I was blown away or that the reveal really hit me. And, and it was just weird for me that the reveal that, that I guess I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that so many people didn't see it coming. And, and I don't, that was one of those things where I, I guess, and, and maybe props to Ken on that front in that there were things that there were things that I just, I, I saw coming and, and I guess since it wasn't a huge mystery, um, I wasn't knocked on my ass by it. And, and I just, it maybe that helped have the wind taken out of my sails a bit. I, mm. I, it, so it's, it's, it is, it's a heavy story and, and, you know, I, I think I think yes, it's something that if you want to show somebody how how powerful comics can be, then then I think it's a story that that people should read. Uh, I just am not one of the people who who think it it belongs on on the shelf with Cook or more or or anything like that. And 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 it's and that, and that's completely on me. You know, you you know where to send the hate mail. It's just one of those things where <laughs> I I just I I. I wanted to, I wanted to read the source material before I see the movie, and and I didn't want the movie to spoil any surprises. So, um, so did you watch the movie? Not yet. I, okay. I'm hoping to maybe see it this weekend. Okay. Uh, listen, it, I I think your review is totally fair. Uh, I it just didn't connect with you. It's um, I think the hardest things for anything you know to to resonate on that emotional level is a tricky thing. It's impossible for everything to connect with everybody. So, you did it, it, what, this wasn't haterade. You're good. I don't. I don't think. You know. I think it's all good. I mean, I, you, we always we we get every week. Someone's going to say, uh, you know, I I can't believe you know Vince gushed about that, or I don't know what the <laughs> hell Jason was smoking, and it's just one of those things where you know this is, um, if yeah, it, if it's crazy, so be it. But yeah, no, I just um. It's not that I expected something different. I just was, um, and I don't want to say I was let down. It just I, I, I think I was just missing why it was, mm-hmm. why it why it is what it is. So, mm-hmm. you mean you feel like you were led to believe there was a giant reveal that nobody saw coming, and ultimately you saw it coming a mile away? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess I never really thought of it as in, in that those terms. I, I I think when people, myself included, speak on the 
the reveal at the end. It's it's more of the emotional. I mean, we know, we all sure. know what's happening. Yes. It's the yes. yeah. It's the it's the culmination. It's the it's the giant and the you know in the form of the hurricane and mm-hmm. um and, and what happens after that, which I don't want to I don't want to spoil, but um but yeah, no, it is what it is, man. Well, to whatever extent, I mean, I I will say I don't know. Um, it's interesting if you do go ahead and watch the movie, what you're going to think of it, only because. I, I can't imagine you're not going to be in the same place with it. I mean, you, you, you're, it's, it's, I mean, it's the emotional beats are the same. If they, if, if they work, it, they're going to be the same. So I guess if they didn't work in the book form, I'm, I'm not sure they're going to work for you in the movie form, I guess, but you know what I mean? Like, I think what I'm, what I'm maybe looking for is to see it, how it plays out, how, mm-hmm. um, how my interpretation of, of reading it, on the page, uh, how much life uh, the actress who plays Barbara and and Zoe and 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 how um, and and because I know what these people look like, uh, not having Ken's art um, show the story, not not so much drive the story, but 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 tell me what I'm show me what I'm supposed to be looking at and seeing. Um, I'm hoping the maybe the the live action camera lens um, maybe puts it not put a different spin on it, but just maybe maybe it might be more palatable. Sure. Okay. Okay. Did um, I do see that we all finally got around to reading the end of slots? <laughs> I was hoping you would have read it. Yes. Yes, it's the last thing I read before we started recording. Oh, yes. So good. Slots, number six. Slots number number six, six, six yeah. written mm-hmm. and drawn by Dan Pinocean. I have to say, the ending was completely unexpected. I I, I totally <laughs> thought it was going to go a very, very different way. Really? Yeah. Now, I that's thought, interesting. Be, okay. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't want to. I, I did not think Stanley Dance would make it out of these uh, six issues. I thought he was going to die. Oh. I thought after the first issue that he was maybe dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why he came back to try and right the wrongs of all the people he screwed over, and he figured, "Fuck it, I got nothing to lose anyway." So I, but, but I guess I, I abandoned that as the series went on because it seemed like it wasn't about that. Yeah, but the, throughout the entire series, he's winning at the slots. He's like, "My luck is changing. It's coming around. This is it. It's going to be the big one." And then I thought Pinocchio would have used all those incidents to pull the rug out from under us and then have them die during the fight and mm-hmm. and spoilers if you <laughs> if you haven't read uh slots number six because it's the end of uh, at least the first arc we don't know if we're going to be getting oh no i think it's it that's it you do I don't think even though nice. even though in previews it's solicited slots volume one yeah the trade i want to see less and stanley in jail and I want to see those, uh, the, the gods of fate, put them in not only in the same prison but on the same cell block. block. Yeah, yeah. I want more uh, Lucy and Mercy. Oh hell yeah! They make a good Especially, couple. They do. Um, yeah this this was um, I I enjoy, I was along for the ride, so I wasn't. I, I didn't necessarily think that um I mean, Dan Dan was pulling all the strings. I was 
completely immersed in it all and and i I didn't i wasn't trying to think ahead as to what's going to happen with stanley um but when it was over it it was very much like a um like Clooney's Oceans movies. It's just, it, it felt just, uh, not that everybody's, you know, laughing and chuckling all into the sunset because there, there were some, there are, uh, there are, people have to be responsible for their actions and, and they definitely are. And, and it ends with, um, it's, like I said, it's not, it's not super happy, but it, it, it ends probably the best way it could based on everybody's circumstances so uh i i just i i have a feeling that this is a book that i will keep um i'll go back to from time to time even if i don't read it i just want to look at dan's art but there's an optimism in stanley dance that he it's in his eyes man, and and that smirk he absolutely has it He, he it's a jack davis smirk by the way Absolutely. I see Jack Davis, and every time Stanley opens his mouth and you see the, the gap in the teeth, I think mm-hmm. Jack Davis. I mean, yes, of course it was Dan Panosian drawing, but he's channeling Jack. And um, but, but there's an optimism. Every time Stanley opens his mouth, it's like, eh, forget about it. It's going to be okay. I'm going to do this. And I can't say that I had all that much confidence in him early on, but as the series progressed... He did set out to do exactly what he wanted to do. He saved the piggy bank. Maybe not the way he had planned, but he's very resilient. He turned on a dime and he's like, okay, it came to me on the mat. Like he just got knocked for a loop and he's still playing the game. He's still working the angles. And he, he came up with the, with the solution in a stupor, still reeling from the fight and Everything came out okay. Yes, he could have died. Les could have been a better shot <laughs> and, and could have taken him out. But I, I, I thought the ending was great. I, it's one of those, it, it wasn't a feel good ending, but it was this schlub, this down on his luck schlub just wants to do good. And he does good for no other reason than to do good. I, I, it was great. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I think a couple of things. One, um, whether or not there is more to come from this, I very much, unlike Retcon, I don't think it needs it. Mm-hmm. I, I do view this and th- right. this, these six issues stand as a standalone story. I think very well. Yeah. Well, I'm greedy. Uh, no, no, no. Again, I, I would welcome more I'm saying, but I, I don't, I think you, you could just pick this up off the shelf though, 10 years from now and read it. And it's, it's going to, it's going to be a fully satisfying and complete story. Right. Um, words cannot describe how much I love the art in this book. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, Panosian, you know, we we have we have been kind to Dan over the years. I mean, we've all vocally we've we've shown him love over the years about uh, on the show for sure. Um, and, and I would imagine there's a whole generation of comic readers that don't know him all that well, right? I mean, he was a prominent inker for a long time, and and then went away really after the nineties boom to, to do other things, video games and advertising. And then it's been back in comics and there's always been a fixture on the con circuit. I mean, he's part of the central sequential crew and we, we always, you know, we see him once or twice a year and chat him up and he's been very, very cool dude. Um, but this is his first attempt in, in a, what a three decade career of, of, of writing and drawing a book. 
Um, so it's neat. It's neat just on that level that it's, you know, a guy that's been at this for a long time to, yep. to finally have a chance to tell his story. That's, that's super cool. Yeah, his, um, his cityscapes of Vegas are gorgeous. Yeah, his yeah, his right. depiction of of mercy is <laughs> it, not just a, it, mercy. It, though. I mean, every right. woman he draws is just. Uh, but but mercy in particular. I mean, sure, she sure. does stuff to the to to your you know your blood pressure. Um, but but his use of his use of of lettering within the page. Yes, the, yes. That he's just it's it's it, again I I can't say enough about the art. I, I think the the it is a truly beautiful, stunning book. And you know you're speaking my language, Vince, when you say Jack Davis because he's right. my favorite of the EC crew. And 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 uh, yeah, it's he is he is he channels that. And by the way, not for nothing, but um, I was looking online to see if there was any indication that there was more to come. And just talk about the most absurd thing ever. I, I, in an interview, I won't name the site because I don't blow them up. But a prominent comic news site interviewed him when the book was coming out. And this is the third question they say to him. Dan, some of your work seems very inspired by Sean Murphy. Oh, Jesus Christ. What? Anyway. <laughs> I, I, um, I mean, like, now, Dan, of course, because he's promoting his book, is very, very polite and says, well, maybe because he also likes all the Zipatone and the same anchors like Zafito and Klaus Janssen. So, I mean, he's like, well, right. But, but, but person who did this interview, yeah. I hope someone after you publish this thing, because clearly your editor didn't, but after this hit the internet, mentioned to you that, that Dan has been at this for just about as long as Sean Murphy's been alive. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not, listen, I think Sean Murphy is an excellent comic book cartoonist. I'm not saying he's not. Um, all props to him and the success he's having. But but that is an ignorant ass thing to ask somebody. Absolutely. Like, you need to do your work, dude. Like, yeah. like, like and, and, and I mean, Panosian, I mean, that's freaking ridiculous. Like if anything, it's the other way around, and I have no idea if Murphy would 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 count Panosian as one of his artistic mentors. But I mean, seriously, <laughs> come on, dude. seriously, Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, the the uh, <laughs> the only the only issue I really have with the book um, is that each issue the the chapter numbers started over again. And and each one, each issue really didn't feel like a separate episode because they were all one long, it's all one long story. Uh, I would have liked to have seen if the chapter, the chapters were necessary that they were numbered sequentially from one issue through six instead of issue number two, here's chapter one. And, and that's, that, it, it didn't, it didn't kill the momentum, but it, 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 it slowed it down somewhat because then I, I look at the chapter and I see that it's it's it, it's really not chapter two. It's it's more like you know chapter eight and and it's just it's it's that is and that is really out of the entire story. Uh, if I had to struggle to find a nitpick, that would be it. Everything else is just is is amazing and and the chapters kind of just slow me down a bit. You 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 took the words almost out of my mouth, Boo. I, I mean, my my criticism of the book um, isn't one hundred percent analogous to what you're saying, but it's in the same family, which is that um, again, visually, I think it's great. I did enjoy the art very much. I thought the sixth issue, the conclusion of the of the film, if you will, was fantastic. Like I, I think it wrapped up nicely, and I, I was very pleased with it. But to me, I felt like issue six was sticking the landing after a little bit of a wobbly time on the balance beam because I, I thought that if I had a criticism of it in Dan's first foray as a storyteller is um, I, I think 
in the middle of the book, the interstitials, the, the, the transitions from one scene to another, whether it be flashbacks or, uh, or, or different settings within Vegas, um, were done a little um, casually. And it did, I think, sometimes make me work to have to go back and try and figure out exactly um, the scene cut, the scene shift. And um, it's nothing that couldn't have been remedied with just a few minor minor choices each issue in terms of panel or or, or even a, a even a you know a box within the within the, the the page to help us navigate that. So I'm with you. Like I felt like there was a little bit of a it, this was almost, it would be almost like if you're comparing it to a film, like where the, the, the editor spliced the film a little bit loosely in the middle. So, so there's a little too many jump cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but, but again, but, but the, the tone of the book, the, the, the look of the book, the sense of, uh, I mean, you, you, if it almost is like Vegas is a character in the book, you really get a sense for it. And this is like old Vegas. This is the, this is the end of the strip Vegas. Um, uh, and then the the end of the I mean the end of the arc were all extremely satisfying. So a huge thumbs up for the for the series, especially if read in one from one through six. But um, but I, I I do think the middle was a little loose in terms of the uh, the 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 the, uh, the scene transitions. Okay, <laughs> you disagree. <laughs> of course he does. The um, I do, and and for somebody who really hasn't been writing comics all that long. I, I, um, I thought the flashbacks were done really well, as far as giving us info on, on Stanley, on less on, on, on what a piece of shit Stanley used to be. Um, <laughs> instead of it just being linear and, and us, you know, him, him telling us or anything like that. It just, it, it, the, the way Dan presented, um, the flashbacks and the origins, if you will. Um, I, I thought those were done yeah. really well. And that's another thing, the, the intentionally going into the past and, and saying like, yeah, this guy is not, wasn't always that great. The, the final act could have been his way to atone for that misbegotten life. And by, you know, sacrificing his life by dying, but it doesn't work that way. In, in slots. I just thought it was a, it, the, uh, the culmination of the storyline was a very neat and unexpected way to end this series. Agreed. And, uh, it, Panosian does say he's got second and third arcs in mind, but ultimately it's up to Skybound for whether or not those get made. Or, uh, take it to outside of Skybound then. Don't think that's possible once you're there. No, Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, really. It's like the comics, oh, the yeah. comics mafia. <laughs> Kirkman sitting at a desk with two zombies chained to the to the side of it. It's like okay, <laughs> I <laughs> I got something. Of course, I would hope so. I'm I'm not a gigantic fan of the the team books. Like team uh, or teen team teams okay um aside from the fantastic four it takes a little prodding to get me to read say you know avengers or or um i should add legion to my my always get but team books i don't in they don't incite my enthusiasm like they do jason's or 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 david's i i enjoy them once i'm there but it, it takes a little bit of a push to get me there but one team 
that I almost always read, and it's gonna you're gonna be baffled when you hear it, um, and it's probably because of Frank Robbins. Um, back in the day, anyway, I will read any invaders I can get my hands on. I can't explain it. I don't know why. Um, if you singled out any of these characters, uh, I'd be like, yeah, they're okay. But together, the invaders work for me. And I'm talking Cap, the original Human Torch, Toro, uh, Namor, Spitfire, Union Jack. I, I love these characters together. Don't ask me to explain it because I can't. It's total silliness. But I did read an Invaders story for this week. Um, it's a joint effort between Marvel and Dynamite. Oh, yes, I remember this. It's called Invaders Now. Not Serenity Now. Invaders Now, with an exclamation point. Uh, the story is by Christos Gage and Alex Ross. Mm-hmm. It was written by Christos Gage. Art by, and I'm probably going to butcher this, Chow Heiss. And the color art is by Vinicus Andrade. Is Jason still here? Of course. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see your icon on the, on the... Oh, really? Yeah, now I see it. Um, oh, weird. That's weird. The, the premise is very cool. Um, the invaders killed an entire town of people. And you're saying, what? How is that even possible? Captain America doesn't kill. Well, during World War II, specifically January 1945, the invaders were over in the Netherlands. And there was a scientist who created this extremely communicable virus that not only enlarged the proportions of those it infected, massive Hulk-like beings bleeding and misshapen, and but they were also kill-crazy, extremely bloodthirsty. And what this German scientist did, was, the plan was to infect prisoners of war and German... And, uh, American soldiers behind enemy lines. So causing all these mutations and, and just crossed like rage infused creatures to kill their own, but not only kill their own, but once one of these infected people bite you or scratch you, you turn into the same thing. It's kind of like the zombie plague, only bloody, bleeding, kill-crazy hulks. Um, and the invaders come to this, this town, and they find Mister uh, Mastermans there, U-Man, Warrior Woman, Baron Blood, Iron Cross, and they throw down with them, but then they see all these horribly mutated, disgusting, bleeding people and they decide that they have to um 
you know, it's it's fire and, and brimstone. It's it's raise the earth. There's no way that they can save these people. They didn't have the technology to do it in 1945. We have to eliminate all of all of these people, and they do. And and Spitfire carries the the guilt. Well, they all do to a certain extent, but it, it really hits Spitfire hard. She carries the guilt uh, of that incident. But wouldn't you know, in the present day. In the Netherlands, uh, this man barges into an emergency room, and he's a mass of bloated, swollen meat. He's bleeding from everywhere. He's got snot and pus and all other kind of fluids flying out of him. And he's like, ah, help me. And and when the doctor and the, the nurse try to help him, what does he do? But he bites them, and they turn. Uh, luckily, there was a couple rent cops on the scene, and they dispatch the uh, offending creatures, but the the photos of the incident eventually land on the desk of Steve Rogers, who is um, Steve Rogers of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know when this happens in continuity, but it's Bucky's Captain America, so it must be after, um, what was it, Secret Empire? or I, I don't know the timeline, but Cap is not Cap. Cap is S.H.I.E.L.D. He's got the the eagle on the on the chest. He's all shielded out, and uh, he's looking at the photos. And he's like, he, he tells Maria Hill, "I think you better call Pim and uh, McCoy, because I'm going to need them to to check out these bodies when they come back." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "I've seen this before. I know what this is." And um, so, long story short, the the German scientist that was uh, infecting all these people was none other than come on guess it's not a stretch hmm german scientist the red skull no you're close zemo Ar- arnim zola arnim zola yeah yeah and it just so happens that um so when the invaders back in 1945 bust into to zola's lab um hammett kills him Apparently, Hammond just unleashes and just burns the fuck out of Arnim Zola. And his lackeys take the body. And that's when Zola's consciousness was inserted into the belly face construct thing that we all know, know so well. Um, so Zola's connected to this. but and, and here's the part that I love this story. But here's the part that got my eyes rolling just a little bit. There's also magic afoot. Because um, one of the survivors from the Netherlands, see, there was a group of test subjects that weren't uh, virulent. They didn't have the the contagion. They were just deformed. The the whatever Zola was cooking up didn't make them into kill crazy um, zombie people. Um, it just deformed them, and so the invaders didn't kill those people. And one of the survivors, a, a test subject, was hideously deformed. He gets his hands on the damn Spear of Destiny. That frickin' foul plot contrivance that I, I just loathe it. Because just break the damn spear. Um, so he gets his hands on the Spear of Destiny. And he, he, he conjures this spell to summon Shumagoreth. And Steve makes a deal with him. Steve says, okay, here's the deal. 
we know what we did was wrong. We can't bring your family back. Um, we'll do, we'll sacrifice our lives in 24 hours. We'll sacrifice our lives, um, for the sake of your little, your little thing. And yes, it doesn't go down that way, but, um, it's, it's a great little invader's tale. I loved it. I thought it was, uh, visually it's, it's was surprisingly better than the average dynamite book, which to many, you know, that's not saying much. I know. But um, I, I thought it was a good, it was a good waste of my time. I mean, that's just putting it plain. I, I it was um, cotton candy to feed whatever, um, feed my sweet tooth. So it, it, it worked. And um, a lot of the plot hinges on uh, uh, Union Jack, Joseph Chapman. This was not, mm. this was mm-hmm. not the original Union Jack from back in the Dizay. See that was part of the the spell, the 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 golden age vision rounds up all of the the invaders, and he's not he's like wait a minute, Steve Rogers isn't Captain America, I don't know if that's gonna work, and they're like what are you talking about? Well, the 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 original invaders as they were in 1945 had to participate in the spell or it wouldn't work, so the original Union Jack. Sorry, you're out of luck. So the uh, the modern day Union Jack was used, and he it was. There's a point in the story where he actually um, gets bit by one of the the mutates, and and he does change. But Mister Fantastic's in it. Uh, Tony Stark, the Beast, um, Pym is in it. I mean, it's it's grounded in the Marvel universe. It was just published at Dynamite. Like I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe the Alex Ross connection. I don't know. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah but I mean, it, it was a very, very enjoyable story. And World War Two and the Invaders. Bam, I'm there. I got nice. the, I got the hardcover for like five bucks. It's funny. I feel like I I know you very well, and I did not realize that you were such an Invaders fan. Love the Invaders. Oh yeah. And it, just because of Frank, I think it's because of Frank Robbins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Bronze Age Invaders when Robbins was on that book. Oh, good lord! I it, it looked strange to my eyes, but I loved it. Like the same kind of strange that Kirby brought to the table. Um, strange, good, not strange, bad. Uh, everybody was all rubbery and and very kinetic and and uh, hey this kind of reminds me of this Gil Kane guy a little bit but not as beautifully drawn but it's not it's not beautiful it's it's not elegant it's it's gritty and it's raw and it's weird and caps doesn't have seem to have any bones in his body when he you know it's just robbins is is uh, an amazing uh cartoonist but i didn't really understand completely why I don't even think I still do, but um, I know more now than I did when I was 12. Uh, so uh, I just, I've carried a torch for Robbins, and I think that 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 burning spills over into the other Invaders books. And this this book does not look anywhere near as good as if Frank Robbins drew it, but sure. it's it's fun. It, it was a, a very entertaining uh, expenditure of my time. I like it. Yeah. Um, I have something that I think I could probably sum up very similar way. Cool. Um, I am current 
as of right now, at least. I don't know if the sixth issue comes out this week or not. But um, I shotgunned Marvel 2-in-1 numbers 3 through 5. Ah, nice. It is still written by Chip Zdarsky. It is now, these three issues at least, illustrated by Valerio Schitty and colored by Frank Martin. And um, second issue, of course, with Monster Island and, and uh, or I'm sorry, the Morloids. And um, with the third issue, we, we kind of um, were hanging out briefly at the start with um, the mad thinker who was looking for, who's trying to decide, who's trying to figure out where Reed Richards actually is. Um, Doom stops by. Uh, they have words and um, thing. We, we cut the thing and, and Johnny and Johnny, of course, you know, admitting now that, that he doesn't, uh, he's not as powerful as he used to be. Um, thing. Ben has an idea as to what can restore his powers. Um, so they go to see Hercules. Hercules brings them to a scientist by the name of um, Rachna Kool, K-O-U-L. Um, and she gets paid. Her business is giving super beings uh, their powers back. And she's in the middle of uh, restoring Hydro-Man and uh it's like why <laughs> i know i know so uh they they're um they get into a bit of a fight because hydro man thinks that you know this was all a setup since now that half of the fantastic four and hercules are here um that's not what happened at all and uh the doctor apparently has powers herself and and she she puts a stop to the fight and um since her business with Hydro-Man is concluded, she tells him to leave, but he can't leave through the front door because that's for, um, that's, that's for, for good guests. And since, uh, since he's been bad, he has to exit through the toilet. And while that was all going on, Rachna was, uh, basically diagnosing, um, Ben and Johnny and turns out that uh, neither one of them, even Ben, is not as strong as he used to be. So it turns out that, um, and what's interesting is that this is going to sound very much like another comic we all recently read. Um, the reason why Ben and Johnny are getting weaker is because the four of them are tethered and the longer they are without, the longer the four of them are apart, uh, the weaker they will become. I think Go it's br- I think it's brilliant, but the brilli- <laughs> the brilliance of it is lessened by the fact that we read this last week. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Really, what do you mean? The terrific, the, the terrifics. They're all they're all forced oh, to be well, together now since they're in that other universe. They it, were in that yeah. other universe. I mean, but you realize, of course, that's coincidence. Is it? Remember, is it? A yeah, remember, dude. Remember how much, how long both of those yeah. books have been in production. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. It, I know. I know. It's it's weird that it it happens. It's like, which is why it it kind of has to be coincidence. It's not like you know this was out 
six months later right. after the terrific it, it, right. it, it may not have been planned. But no, it's but just, it is it's it very. Is, it's, yeah, yeah, it's that, um, that's that's the universe working in mysterious ways again. So, um, so she's like, okay, so she's going to join Ben and Johnny and and have that they're going to go look for Reed and Sue because uh, Ben still hasn't admitted to Johnny that Reed and Sue are probably gone, which is why he had Reed's last will and testament. Blah blah blah. So, um. The third issue ends with Doom and Thinker finishing their conversation. Um, Thinker's kind of been bogarting and, and, and stealing uh, Reed's inventions, and um, as if he's trying to be Reed Richards. And and Doom is having none of it because he's like, you know, um, Richards may not have been my equal, um, but I assure you, you are far below both of us. And um, but I'm not here to shame you. Yet again, Julius, I'm here because a piece of Richard's technology is missing. And if you have it, um, I will. And then he gets zapped and disappears. Um, and then what's really weird is that the man thinker uh, starts clipping his hair. And, and he ends up staring in the mirror uh, with great temples, cackling maniacally. Uh, as as if to look like a deranged Reed Richards, but I don't know where the hell the hair on top of his head came from because a page earlier, uh, it was practically non-existent according to the way it was drawn. The fourth issue, hair club for men. Real quick though, it must have been one of his inventions. Well, he's uh, I mean, yeah, he's a mad genius. That yeah, just uh, also in the third issue, the um, where in the world is Carmen Wolverine? It has a one pager, and um, and it's it's <laughs> it's after. Uh, Hydro Man shows up in a in a nearby um, pond or, or creek, and and uh, he's gonna go and um, mess up this dude's little campfire cookout that he's got going on, only to find out that you know it's Wolverine's little campfire site, um, okay. and we're led to believe that that's not going to end well for Hydro Man. But the fourth issue, Wait, before is, you move on, though, before yes, you move on, ahead. yep, for how brilliant the proximity effect is. I, I thought that the character of the doctor who, mm-hmm. who in one little diagnosis managed to do something that Reed could not do in decades. But why would he ever need to look for that? They've always been together. Because he's Reed. Why wouldn't he need to look for that? He would have known. <laughs> ben went off. Why, why no, did Ben... Investigated. Well, right, but Ben... But uh, that's... But so, so you. Hmm. It's just, it's just silly. Right. It's like being right. smarter than Reed. Ben went Rocky Grim Space Ranger for right. months, right. and and there was no notice about you know Johnny diminishing in power or Reed getting dumb. You know he's starting to watch Jersey Shore. Like why? You, you know he would just not be able to stretch as far as his smarts. Wasn't he? Wasn't the cosmic rays didn't affect his his intelligence? It just well, it, you know. I just wanted to make the joke. I know <laughs> it was because uh, and and we can they can reckon it to say that you know that that's that's why Ben had the ability to shift from rock to to human. They could. Uh, and and who's to say, you know, if what what kind of I mean, it was it was what the the hate monger. I mean, who what what were their what were the big bads they were going up against that 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 Johnny would have to go super full Nova on and and Reed would have to 
stretch halfway around the world. They didn't need to exert themselves as much, I guess, back then. It, it's just, you're absolutely right. You know, wow. they've they have been apart, but when you consider who Byrne had them going up against while Ben stayed in space, it's it's not like uh, uh, there was and and T-Rex? plus and. Uh, still and 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 y- you know what maybe they were distraught over losing a baby wow i mean i'm just yeah uh, i don't know so in any case <laughs> trying to bring it back to um so they decided this is this was probably my favorite issue uh so far of of this run they um they're going to go multiverse hopping so they can find Reed and Sue and they end up on another earth in New York, uh, heading towards the Baxter building when, um, Rockman is going to go. She, she, she's got her own agenda. She's going to go off and do her own thing for a little while. And you got to uh, think there's something up with her, right? Absolutely. Sure. And you yeah. definitely, and, and you, you get, you get glimpses yeah. as to what, um, so, uh, Ben and Johnny are on their way to the Baxter building. They think that, um, you know, they're not sure if this is, if maybe they're not known here. Uh, Ben yells out to a hot dog cart vendor and he's like, uh, Hey buddy, do you know who I am? And he's like, you're the expletive who wrecked my car nine years ago. And he's like, well, it's good to know I'm still clobbering cars in this universe. And they, um, they come across she Hulk and Wolverine and really and and it's a Wolverine. It's sleeveless. It, it's basically it's it's Arnie as Wolverine. He's he's in a sleeveless outfit. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, the, uh, <laughs> you're right. There. Uh, Dude does not have the, a shirt with sleeves on. He does not. He's got um, but he's in the uh, the brown and uh, tan outfit, so he looks pretty slick. Okay. And he's got like some longer hair, so the cowl doesn't like go all the way to 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 the rest of the suit. So it's just it it it's almost like it's an Iron Fist type mask, but. Uh, She-Hulk and Wolverine think that Ben and Johnny are scrolls, and um, we kind of find out why they would think that. But uh, thanks to some bleeding, turns out that they're not scrolls, and they go to um, they they're brought in front of Reed Richards, who's working on some uh, who's working on an experiment, and 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 he's he's got some things to take care of. He's trying to write some very serious wrongs, but um, there really is no um, the reason why everybody's surprised that Ben would be here is we find out that um, a long, long time ago, Galactus came to this earth and unlike what happened in the 616 when Galactus first showed up uh, and the day was saved, things went a little different. And Doom actually saved the day. But by doing so, Doom basically became Galactus. And he left their Earth to go ahead and and, and he always said that he would spare this earth because he's going around consuming everything else in this universe. And Reed knows that's not going to satisfy him forever. So Reed has to find a way to make sure that earth will stay protected. Uh, so that's what Reed's working on right now. And that's what, uh, what all our heroes have to try to 
because they know doom is coming galactus is coming and, and everybody kind of has it's all hands on decks to make sure that um everything uh stays the way it is so when when the um the the fifth issue is is pretty much uh everybody trying to save things trying to save earth um the heralds of of doom of galactus are actually uh doom bots riding silver surfer surfboards and uh there are some pretty cool um, tweaks on on our, the, the heroes we know and love, uh, as far as this universe goes. Um, but they uh, things it, you also meet Norrin Red and um, Jason's favorite Emma Frost, and we get to um, it, it. the The fifth issue ends with um doom or galactus uh showing up and then the, the next issue sixth issue is, is is where we'll pick up from there but this was um you know i i think that the uh i'm i'm a sucker for for alternate universes i i love the analogs things like that so i am i'm 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 cool seeing how things are different from one universe to the next um I, you're always a little worried about uh, if if a character who's alive and well on one Earth is missing, or or everybody's surprised to see that character on another Earth. Uh, maybe, maybe things aren't aren't so happy. Uh, but I think I, I think Sadarsky is is doing a decent enough job hitting all the beats and and making sure that. Um, you know, we're, we're moving the story along and, and we're all trying to, um, I don't know if we're staying on this earth a little too long, maybe, maybe on, you know, there'll be a couple issues where we're just kind of hopping from one to the next, but, uh, this was a, um, this was a, a hell of a first stop on, on, on the search for, for Reed and Sue and, uh, Valerio's art is some, some characters, some faces, some, some, um, some designs are, damn near perfect and and look great and then there are some expressions or or some reactions and and poses that just seem a little off or awkward or um rushed but overall i think the uh i think for this particular story with 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 this alternate universe and and what they're trying to do with it i i i think uh valerio's art is fitting for for the scale and, and the scope of of what they of what Zdarsky's doing with this, but uh, I am I I'm still enjoying Marvel Two One. That warms my heart. And if you would like to enjoy Marvel Two and One, the trade collecting the first six issues is solicited in this month's previews, and nice. DCBS has it for eight dollars and ninety nine cents. Nice. Wow. Do the math. It's four bucks an issue five issues or six yes. issues that's that should be a 24 i mean if they go one for one it'll be a 24 dollar trade you're getting it for nine bucks i think uh skeety really i'm a fan of his work in general but i think he shows off his stuff in issue five with the with the moments where thing bitch slaps reed and yes yeah, yeah i yeah. think he has a lot of fun with reed he does a great job showing off reed's melee ability yep um, and his sue's not bad either for sure. Yeah, even, even with the scar on her face. Yeah. I don't even hate the um 
the Wolverine shield costume. It's it's right? it's, a, it's a logical melding of the best Wolverine costume ever and a shield costume. Yes, I agree. He said it was brown and yellow. It was. It should be. That blue, is the best. Blue and yellow is the best. No, I said the best, not not the most common. Thank you. <laughs> not the not the plebeian. Yeah. Not, not, All not right. Really. Everybody, hey, once again, this episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service. Get your books, get them fast, get them delivered safely to your very door. Ding dong, it's my books. Remember, Avengers No Surrender hardcover collects 675 to 690. It's only $25. Gantz Volume 1, 600 pages, $12.49. And Supposedly, Alan Moore's last work in comics, I don't know, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, The Tempest, with Kevin O'Neill, number one, is $2.49. I'm not going to go deep into this, because I want to talk about it next uh, episode, but I would uh, very much appreciate you reading from Black Mask. Remember these guys, Zach Thompson and Lonnie Nadler? They wrote the dregs. We enjoyed the dregs very much. Shout out to Mr. Zawatsky as well. Yes, they are the writers on this thing. Pencils and inks by Peter Kowalski and colors by Nico Guardia, or Nico. Uh, It's Come Into Me, number one. I uh, extremely enjoyed this issue. Oh, good. Yeah, the the, the setup is... uh, right in the smack dab of, uh, of my main street it's my wheelhouse and um it's body horror it's very cronenbergian uh we'll talk i'll talk about it next episode because i don't want to cut it cut it short i thought it was a, a very very good start intriguing start yeah nice um like you i'm not going to go deep into this right now i want to talk about it next episode um because it might segue or line up thematically somewhat with another series that maybe we'll all catch up on um but this is uh written by jerry duggan art by david o'sullivan color by jordy belair uh it is analog number one published by image and um i didn't know what to expect from it i um i saw the creative team i the cover kind of intrigued me a bit but um it uh it kind of hooked me early on and then as the main character is narrating the story about what's been going on it's it's set a few years into the future um there's a reason why it's it's called analog but it's uh i'll get into it next time but i was uh i'm a few pages away from finishing it but everything that i've read so far uh i'm impressed i'm really digging it and and i think uh if if you had a few extra shekels and and didn't know what to get at the shop um you could definitely give this first issue a shot and see where um, see where it takes you. So, analog number one. Definitely on that for next week. Sweet. 
Uh, in your travels, um, from IDW, uh, uh, pick up. It is a hardcover that hit hit them streets this past week, entitled Prison Ship. Now the credits uh, are by uh, Bruce Jones and Esteban Maroto, but let me make it completely clear. Oh yes, you you are going to listen to me and get this book because of Esteban Maroto. Yeah, um, this is a, uh, a, a, a this was a, um, a serialized set of stories that was published in various forms originally in the eighties, and um, there's an opening there's an introduction written by Esteban that talks about the process and how it went through several different forms and names, and they even went through redrawing some of the pages with dildos in them, (laughs) which I'd like to see those. Um, There was a robotic dildo added, apparently, because they determined that the uh, series needed to be more erotic, and uh, Neil Say took some issue with that. But this is the original form, so no no space dildo. Sorry, Vince. Um, But look, um, Bruce Jones did write the script, but um, this is like many older metal hurling or heavy metal or, you know, Europeans uh, like serialized stuff that gets reprinted. You're not buying this to be engrossed in the story. You're not, you're not going to pick this up and, and, uh, and come away. Um, this isn't Watchmen, <laughs> um, but what it is, it, it is, it is a beautiful oversized hardcover uh, with more than a hundred plus pages of incredible black and white Esteban Moroto uh, line art. And, and the, the premise is, is not surprisingly about a prison ship um, where there is a protagonist named Diana Jack Leiter, And she is essentially the warden and uh, something happens where the ship gets damaged. And as a result, all of the prisoners that are in stasis are released. And so she has to try and track them down and adventures ensue. Uh, this is not dissimilar uh, to Barbarella in many ways, um, in you know in both 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 the the setting as well as the aesthetic is. Um, D- Diana is not um, she's not a she's not a rocket scientist. She's a little flighty. She's um, prone to uh, taking her her clothes off and or having sex with whoever's nearby, even in the midst of a very important <laughs> mission. Um, so, so again, this is not uh, this is not high drama, but what it is is a gentleman in Moroto who is a master of drawing beautiful women uh, and uh, badass science fiction settings, uh, having fun for a hundred plus pages. Um, it, it's it, it's sexy as hell. Um, Diana is gorgeous. We see her in all measure of of of, of clothing and lack of it. Um, she, she also, like I said, she, she's, 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 uh, down for the get down, if you know what I'm saying. And, uh, IDW always does a great job with these archival reprints in terms of the quality of the page, the paper. Um, it, it's just a beautiful book. Um, it, I, I would treat it as an art book. Uh, and in that vein, it is definitely worth a place on your shelf because Dan can Moroto draw. You ain't lying. Shoo. Have, you, on, have you guys seen this yet? It was on. It, it was on my order. I had to cut it for budget. Yeah, um, I, I cut it because I don't know. It must have been uh, Maroto month at IDW because there was a Lovecraft volume. Oh, okay. That they offered same size as as this, same price, but 
uh, where where Moroto adapts some key Lovecraft stories. And if mm-hmm. I'm going to get, I mean, if I have to choose, I'm going with the Lovecraft over the. Yeah. See, I'm just on the other side. If I have to choose, I'm going with the uh, with the, with the naked space lady. I'm I'm not faulting you for that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's 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 visually fantastic. Nice job. I think I, I think I decided not to get it, thinking that I might be able to score it at Heroes. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, we've seen a ton of IDW hardcovers yeah. r- remaindered. So uh, I'll be looking with you. If you find cool. one, find two. You got it. All right. Hey, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. We love you so much. We're branching out into other realms. Come to the Facebook page. What, what? We're uh, always having fun there. We're on the Twitters. And take a look at our Patreon page, if you haven't done so already. Patreon.com forward slash 110 o'clock, no apostrophe, comics. And uh, we have a lot of fun. And we, we, we love and thank our patrons so much for doing what they do and making these extra episodes possible. Just take a look. If you like it, jump in. If not, we love you still, okay? In the meantime... Don't get him salty. Come back. Say good night. <laughs> David. Oh. Good night. <laughs> David. Very nice. There is one thing that we keep forgetting to mention. What's this? Uh, and of course it's going to ask me to fucking sign in now and probably tell me that I can't, but you have until, Oh, book of the month. Yes. Mm. Um, you have until I want to say next week. Maybe not. No, I don't, I think that'd be too late. Let me just, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing up the post now. Um, I, Unless it was today. I don't think it was today. That's weird. Um, you know we're going to be reading, though, don't you? It is until one day left. You guys have until, yes, you have until uh, Wednesday, I think, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. But um, April's book of the month. In the running for this month, you have Global Frequency, Infinity Gauntlet, The Invisibles, book one, The Mask Omnibus, volume one. The New Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, The Question, Volume 2. That's the, that's the mini by uh, Veach and Tommy oh, Lee Edwards. So good. Uh, the Savage Sword of Conan, Volume 1. Sin City, That Yellow Bastard. Spider-Man, The Death of Gene DeWolf. Superman, The Man of Steel, Volume 2. And Will Eisner's, Will Eisner's The Spirit, The New Adventures hardcover. Mm-hmm. So get your vote in. You get, still got a couple. You got... It's... Monday day. You'll hear this Tuesday. You have until Wednesday afternoon to get your votes in. Um, let's see what we're reading for the end of the month. Yeah. You you say in the running. Actually, there's one that's running. There's another one that's, you know, kind of jogging, and everything else is in the limping. That's yeah. true. There are a lot would, of things. It would take a an influx of late votes to change the outcome of this one, it yeah. looks like. Or people change their minds, but yes, absolutely. Yeah, there, there, there would need to be some changings if 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 that were to yeah. that were to happen. And I, I'm, not, I'm I, not mad at it because I, no. I have if, if this one wins, I haven't read this. I think geez, in I, a long time. Yeah, right. I don't. Yeah, right. 
And and, and it, I will okay. delete anyone that says Infinity Stones. If you say stones, you, I'm just going to delete you. They're not stones, they're gems. Oh, gems, yes. Mm -hmm. Why do they say stones? Why yeah, are they called stones now? It's weird. Uh, that's a good question. It's, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. uh, and there is something I, I, I um, we don't have to get into it now, but there was a, uh, because I, I want the listeners to join in too, because there are a lot out there, but, uh, behind the scenes, we were talking about it on Slack. Uh, actually, Jason's the only one who, who responded to it. Um, I'm sure Vince was working, but there's, it, it's not for a theme or anything like that. It's just, I read something recently and it made me think of it and and um we'll go into it more later but there may be um a little bit of a of a game i said i liked that didn't i did, i don't think she did i've been writing shit down since you sent that sweet that is yeah. awesome i Dude, love you i'm a team player well all right we'll, we'll we'll bring it up next episode so everybody knows what we're talking about right peace but, out y'all yeah and um if you are tom kelly and you're listening to this tomorrow which would be tuesday Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yay, yay. Happy belated, Daryl. Happy birthday, Julian. Yep. Uh, we got a bunch of them. Isn't, isn't Wendy's birthday the same as well? It's not tomorrow. It's I, not no? Okay. If it is, I didn't get the notification. I just got one on my screen that says Tom Kelly's birthday's tomorrow. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. But if it is, hey, happy birthday, Wendy. It's also Rick Gordon's birthday today. I don't even know the birthday of my kids, okay? I think Wednesday we got uh, Matt Kent's birthday. Who? Matt Kent, <laughs> an up-and-coming writer. Uh, and Greg Smallwood, speaking of up-and-coming writers. Look oh, and dude, how can we forget uh, Arnie? Arnie Shonchek's birthday is Wednesday. Nice. There we go. Timothy Bryant, his birthday is Friday. Yes, oh, it is. We, thing? we can start shouting out birthday. We never do this. But. It's a new level. Yeah, uh, it's fun. The best is Mike Norton's birthday is coming up on the 15th, and it says he's turning 57 years old. <laughs> it cannot be true. Yeah. No, it's not true. All right. Come on, Shane. Come on, Shane. We're out of here. We love you. Come back. Maybe, maybe you'll get another one of these this week. Ooh. Oh, maybe about it. Well, I'm... it's Monday, dude. They don't right. know that. People know what's up. Right, yeah, they gonna... do because you told them they have a day and a half to vote. Well, that so doesn't, get it that doesn't mean they're going to... Oh, well. Uh, we're out of here. Go kiss somebody you love. Bye. That's nice.